Welcome to Supercharge Your Health, the show where you learn how to burn fat, build muscle, reverse aging, and supercharge your energy levels so you can live life to the max. This is your host, Dr. David Jockers. And on today's show, we're talking about the calcium myth, key nutrients to build healthy bones. So, you know, in our society, we've been told so much about calcium is key for our bones. But you know what? That's actually a health myth. In fact, research has come out showing that the more you supplement with calcium, the greater the risk of heart disease and the weaker the bones are. And so we're going to go through that in detail. We're going to talk about the research. We're going to talk about exactly what nutrients you need for healthy bones so you can prevent things like osteoporosis, osteomalacia, and prevent heart disease. Bone health and cardiovascular health go hand in hand. And most people in our society really have no idea about that. So that's what we're going to be going through on today's show, Supercharge Your Health. And for more information, go to our website, drjockers.com. We've got tons of recipes, tons of articles, Tons of information right there at your fingertips for you to take back control of your health. In fact, when you go to my website, I've got an opportunity for you to get two free gifts, my supercharged recipe plan and my supercharge your life 30 simple steps in 30 simple days ebooks free directly if you just put your email in and you'll be getting our newsletters and our free ebooks so be sure to take advantage of that just go to drjockers.com that's d r j o c k e r s .com and so our topic today again key nutrients for healthy bones you know as a clinician i deal with people with every kind of health condition you can imagine individuals with advanced cancer People that have newly diagnosed cancers, breast cancer, prostate cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer. I dealt with many individuals with hyperthyroidism, Graves' disease, with hypothyroidism and autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's and lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. And, you know, just I, I deal with a lot of different individuals that just have issues with perhaps they want to lose weight, balance their hormones, have more energy. But, you know, I will I see a certain pattern, especially with middle aged women where they have issues with bone density and they start to develop a, an excessive thoracic kyphosis. And what that means is they develop this hump in their back, particularly their upper neck, and it is called the heart disease hump. And so there is this link between bad posture, poor bone health, and heart disease. And our culture has an epidemic of osteoporosis. This is the most common in women after the age of 50, where half of these individuals will experience a fracture due to weakened bones. There's a unique synergy between vitamin K2 and vitamin D3 that appears to be the answer to bone loss and calcium homeostasis. You see, most people assume that bones are static in nature, meaning that they have no life to them. They just kind of provide a structural component 
to our body. But what people don't realize is that our blood cells, we actually make blood within our bones. Our bones are dynamic, that they are constantly healing, repairing, regenerating. You know, if you break a bone, it rebuilds itself in six weeks. Our bones are alive. They are dynamic and they are constantly building and remodeling themselves. The bone building equation revolves around two major cells. Osteoblasts are specific cells that build bone and act to increase bone mineralization. So blasts build. That's the way we can think about it. Osteoblasts build bone. They increase bone mineralization. Osteoclasts work to break down bone tissue in a catabolic manner. So clasts are catabolic. They break down. They destroy bone tissue. So blasts build, clasts catabolize. They break down the bone. Together, these two cells act in synergy to balance the equation and effectively remodel the structures for healthier and stronger bone tissue. So you think about it, the blasts are providing the raw materials to build bone. They want to build, build, build. The clasts are modeling it. So they're the sculptors that are chiseling it out. So it's got the right dynamic components. So it looks right, feels right, and performs properly. We need this natural synergy between the blasts and the class for healthy bone tissue. Most medical professionals assess bone strength off of a classic DEXA scan. This test measures bone density, which is directly related to the degree of mineralization within the bones. However, bone mineral density does not directly result in bone strength. So bone density, very good. I mean, we want to, we want to test that, but it really doesn't tell us how strong the bone actually is. You can have a lot of bone density, but because it's not chiseled out correctly, it's not uh, formed properly, the bone isn't actually strong. Classic bone density medications are called bisphosphonates. These drugs, an example would be Fosamax. Fosamax is a bisphosphonate. These drugs are designed to destroy osteoclasts, so they minimize osteoclast formation. The less osteoclasts you have, the less bone density breakdown, I guess you could say, you're going to have, okay? The less chiseling you're going to have. So it de decreases the ability to effectively remodel the bone. So you've got lots of bone density forming, but the bone density is poorly modeled, poorly formed. So it improves the density, but research has shown that it decreases the necessary collagenous flexibility that's necessary for adequate bone strength. So yes, does the bone density score look better? Absolutely it does. However, the bone isn't remodeled correctly and therefore it's really not stronger. It's a pseudo strength, a false strength. So it appears normal on the test, but it's not actually stronger. This reduced osteoclastic activity creates rigid bones that are prone to fracture. So this individual may have a good DEXA score, but they're still prone to fracture because the bones are not remodeled correctly. Osteoporosis becomes a very big problem for women after they reach menopause. This is due to the key bone building characteristics of estrogen. Estrogen, when, when a woman reaches menopause, their estrogen and their progesterone levels naturally decline. So therefore their bone building characteristics 
are going to reduce. Estrogen helps activate vitamin D3's calcium absorbing properties. Estrogen is a storage hormone. So it will stimulate bone strength, human muscle strength. So it's key for that. It's an anabolic hormone. It helps provide growth. When estrogen levels drop, it increases osteoclastic activity. So we naturally have a greater level of osteoclastic activity. Low estrogen also increases an immune factor called IL-6, interleukin-6, that triggers inflammatory damage to the bone tissue. So that combination of low estrogen causing increased osteoclastic activity and increased inflammation, IL-6, causes a dramatic change in bone tissue health. The combination of vitamin D3, optimizing our vitamin D, and optimizing our vitamin K2 work to counteract this. These two activate proteins that inhibit osteoclastic activity while naturally boosting bone building proteins to keep the balance between bone building and breakdown in order. So this is, this is critical that we've got to have the right ratio vitamin D3 and vitamin K2. Where do we get our vitamin D3? Well, we get it from the sunshine. So what's genetically congruent is for our bodies to get regular sun exposure. In our society, we don't get that. And so therefore, we need to supplement with vitamin D3. Depending upon your size, I recommend between five and 10,000 international units a day. Also, where do we get vitamin K2? Most people, when they think about vitamin K, they think about green leafy vegetables, things like spinach and kale. That provides vitamin K1. Vitamin K2 actually comes from fermented products. So things like sauerkraut, homemade sauerkraut, things like raw fermented dairy, like vitamin, like raw fermented cheeses and things like that provide optimal ratios of vitamin K2. So too much vitamin D3 without the right amount of vitamin K2 has been shown to be too hazardous. Vitamin D3 increases the demand for K2, as well as the potential to benefit through bone-building proteins, such as osteocalcin and matrix GLA protein, MGP. These proteins activate calcium channels to pull calcium into the bone and out of soft tissue structures. This is extremely important. When we are taking in calcium, but we do not have adequate vitamin D3 and adequate vitamin K2, one of the reasons why people are deficient in vitamin K2 is, uh, number one, is really two big reasons. Number one is they're not consuming fermented foods. Number two is that they have poor gut health. They have something called dysbiosis or bad bacterial balance in their gut. And so because of that, they're not able to absorb high levels of vitamin K2. D3 and K2 act like a vacuum cleaner to suck calcium out of the bloodstream into the bones. Without healthy levels of vitamin D3 and K2, the calcium can't get into the bones where it belongs, where it needs to be. So the excess calcium in our body either gets excreted through our kidneys, which would be natural, or it will, uh, it will absorb into different calcifications in our body. That could be things like kidney stones, gall stones, joint degeneration where we've got calcification of our joints causing osteoarthritis. Could be calcification of our arterial beds or arteriosclerosis, where we're actually developing calcification within our arteries. All of these problems 
very much related to poor vitamin D3 and K2 quantities or low levels of vitamin D3 and K2. That's why it's so critical that we get the right ratios of vitamin D3 and K2 for bone health and cardiovascular health. Organ transplants create a stress response within the body that lead to significant decreases in bone mineral density. Individuals who've had organ transplants have a 34-time greater risk for fractures. Unbelievable. So if you've had an organ transplant, even more important that you're getting vitamin D3 and K2, optimizing that. This helps reduce things like IL-6, this inflammatory cytokine, this immune factor, interleukin-6, that triggers inflammatory tissue t- damage to the bone tissue. K2 and D3 been shown to prevent bone loss in organ transplantees, as well as everybody else. So what are the best sources of vitamin K? Well, there's a lot of misinformation regarding K. Many magazines and natural health articles highlight dark green leafy vegetables as a great source of bone-building vitamin K. Green leafy vegetables are a phenomenal source of antioxidants and trace minerals like magnesium, calcium, boron, copper, Nutrients we need in order to have good calcium metabolism. So green leafies, we still want to consume. They also contain vitamin K1. And K1 is, is critical for our body, but it's, it's there for blood coagulation, not for bone mineral density and calcium metaboli- metabolization. Researchers estimate about 10 to 15% of vitamin K1 is readily absorbable from green leafies. Research has found that vitamin K2 is more than three times as effective as K1 at activating this critical protein within our bone called osteocalcin. Again, osteocalcin acts like a vacuum cleaner, sucking calcium out of the bloodstream and into the bones where it belongs. We need to activate osteocalcin for healthy bone health, extremely critical for the production there. And so very, very important that we are doing that. So where are we going to get our osteocalcin from? Or where are we going to get, I should say, our vitamin K2 from? Well, best food sources include fermented soy products like natto and tempeh. The best food sources overall for healthy bones, though, would be raw fermented dairy products from grass-fed animals. Raw cheese from grass-fed cows provides the perfect ratio of vitamin D3 and K2 along with ionic calcium and omega-3 fatty acids that are all important for healthy bone structure. So again, raw cheese from grass-fed cows provides the perfect ratio of D3 and K2 along with ionic calcium and the omega-3 fatty acids that are all important for bone, healthy bone structure. So critical stuff right here. Best sources of K2 going to be, again, raw cheese from grass-fed cows. So how do you like that? Eat raw cheese, develop healthier bones. Now, you want to make sure you're getting that cheese from grass-fed cows, not grain-fed cows. It's not going to have the omega-3s that we need. So we definitely want to make sure we're getting it, again, from grass-fed cows, grass-fed cows. That is the key. That's the way that we want to do it. And hey, you know, if you're out there and you're looking for the best tips for healthy bones, you're definitely want to go to my website, drjockers.com. Just type in on the search engine box, healthy bones, 
and you'll pop up this article, Nutrition for Healthy Bones. There's another great article there called The Calcium Myth, talking all about how calcium supplementation increases your risk of heart disease, gallstones, kidney stones, degenerative joint disease. We do not recommend supplementing with calcium. I've never once put somebody on a calcium supplement. It's not something we recommend. What we do recommend is getting adequate vitamin D3 levels between five and 10,000 units, eating a nutrition plan that's very low in sugars and grains. You see, bad blood sugar balance from consuming a lot of carbohydrates is going to cause poor nutrient absorption. It's also going to cause blood sugar imbalances and insulin resistance. That insulin resistance is going to restrict magnesium, calcium, and key proteins and essential fats from getting into the bones where they belong. Bad blood sugar balance creates chronic inflammation, which will damage the bones. Another big factor with poor bone health is gluten. Gluten. So gluten, which is the common protein that's found in wheat, barley, rye, oats, Camut and spelt is very inflammatory for the body. So whether you have celiac disease, a gluten sensitivity, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, or you've never been diagnosed with gluten disorder, I would highly recommend staying off of the gluten because what I see so often is that people have major, major problems with that. So I would definitely recommend staying, again, off of gluten in order to have healthy bones. Everybody that I've ever tested that has osteoporosis or early stages of osteoporosis has been gluten intolerant. They need to stay off the gluten. It's amazing what happens when they come off of that. So that is critical. So healthy bones, staying off the gluten, off the grains and sugars, loading up with good fats, things like coconut, avocado, butter from grass-fed cows, Kerrygold butter. Um, you can get things like raw cheese. We talked about that with the K2, the vitamin D3. Also, tons of omega-3 fats that are in there and calcium magnesium. So all really, really good stuff. Also, extra virgin olive oil, another great one. You could do healthy nuts like almonds and pecans and macadamia nuts and walnuts. Great for the bones. We also want to use lots of antioxidants. So non-starchy vegetables like spinach, kale, collard greens, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, these things are amazing for our bones. They've got tons of ionic minerals. They're very alkalizing for our body. Sea vegetables like seaweed and kelp and dulce, incredible for the bones. We want to load up on those. Single cell algaes like spirulina and chlorella. You can find these in super greens powders or as supplements. You want to consume those. We also want lots of herbs, things like turmeric, ginger, oregano, Thyme, rosemary, basil, absolutely incredible. We want to be utilizing herbs, super herbs like that. We also want clean proteins, things like grass-fed beef, beef from 100% grass-fed cows. We want organic pastured eggs. We want to use things like, um, like organic poultry, chicken and turkey that were raised on pasture, pasture-fed chicken and turkey. This is the amazing stuff we want to be consuming on a regular basis. And you know, if you want a great recipe, this is a recipe that will help you build healthy bone tissue. It is supercharged pumpkin cheesecake. This is from my mother actually made this for Thanksgiving. Absolutely incredible. And so 
It is on my website, drjockers.com. It's supercharged pumpkin cheesecake. So it's a pumpkin pie slash cheesecake that is completely gluten and grain free. Gluten and grain free. So what do you do? You start with 16 ounces of organic cream cheese, or even better would be a mossy cream cheese. A mossy is a fermented raw dairy product from a company called Beyond Organic, an amazing company started by a good friend of mine, Jordan Rubin, New York Times bestselling author, wrote the book, The Maker's Diet, and his new book, The Maker's Diet Revolution. Incredible man. He started this farm in southern Missouri, raising up cows exactly the way God intended, 100% grass-fed, raw and pastured, and fermented Amasi, one of the best things you could possibly do for healthy bones, healthy cardiovascular system, and healthy digestion, something I consume every day and I recommend for my patients, Amasi, and you can make cream cheese out of it, which tastes out of this world phenomenal. So anyways, you can either get organic cream cheese or Amasi cream cheese, which would be about three steps above the organic cream cheese for many reasons, including the fact that it's 100% grass-fed and fermented. You want to use two pastured organic eggs, lightly beaten. You want one-fourth cup of organic granulated sugar and another fourth cup of packed light brown sugar, organic, of course, with our sugar. Now, if you're like me, you really don't need it very sweet at all. It actually tastes sweet naturally. I just use a little bit of stevia in there. Then you take one to two tablespoons of vanilla extract, one 15-ounce can of organic pumpkin solid pack, pumpkin pie spices to taste. Then for your crust, you take one-fourth of a pound of grass-fed butter that you melt. So you can get grass-fed butter at Whole Foods. It's awesome. Kerrygold or Organic Valley has grass-fed butter. You take a half a cup of chopped pecans, walnuts, and almonds, a fourth a cup of coconut flour, a tablespoon of granulated sugar, a teaspoon, half a teaspoon of cinnamon. Blend that up in a food processor or a blender. And you make the crust first by grinding these nuts in a cornmeal consistency. So you want to grind them down real good. Then you mix the nuts, the coconut flour, the sugar, the cinnamon. You put it all together with the melted butter. You press it into a 9 by 10 inch deep dish pie pan along the bottom and up the sides of the pan. Allow the crust to cool and set in the refrigerator. So you can make a crust, a grain-free crust, out of these nuts. You can also use a product called Seven Sprouted Seed from Beyond Organic, which utilizes sprouted seeds from pumpkin seeds, sunflower, sunflower, uh, pumpkin, flax, hemp, black sunflower, or black sesame and sesame. So amazing superfood blend. You can make a crust with that along with the cheese, I'm sorry, the butter that we talked about um, and uh, the sugar, the vanilla comes out, tastes great. Then you add the pumpkin mixture into the crust. Then you add the cheese mixture on top of that. And then you put the rest of the pumpkin mixture. So you've got cheese in the middle. If you go to my website, drjockers.com, you'll see it. You'll see the picture of it with the cheese in the middle. And I will tell you, this tastes out of this world amazing. It is absolutely incredible. And you put berries on top at the end. 
Oh my gosh, I will tell you folks, this is one of the best desserts I've ever had in my life. Tastes absolutely amazing. It is supercharged pumpkin cheesecake. You will love it. Again, go to drjockers.com for that recipe. Drjockers.com for that recipe. And so, you know, I got an email on my, well, it's actually a Facebook post on my Dr. David Jockers Facebook page, where if you haven't been there, definitely go to our page and like me. You'll, you can ask any questions that you want. In fact, Bernie, Bernanice asked this question. She said she has stage three skin cancer, and she wants to know what's the best nutrition and supplement plan to be on to reverse cancer. She heard my, uh, I actually have an interview online about reversing skin cancer, which I had myself before I made the nutrition changes that I made. How do you reverse skin cancer? Well, skin cancer, a lot of people think it's from the outside in. It's from too much sun. But what we know is actually all cancer is from the inside out. That when I developed skin cancer, it wasn't because I had too much sun exposure. It was actually because my body was damaged. I didn't have enough antioxidants in my body to protect against UV radiation. So we want an antioxidant-rich diet. We want lots and lots of green leafy vegetables, low glycemic fruit like berries. We can make different juices. I recommend green juices, things like kale, celery, lemon, and ginger, a phenomenal juice combination, or spinach, cucumber, garlic, dandelion, and cilantro with lime. Phenomenal, super antioxidant-rich juice combination. We also want to take all the sugar out of our diet. So no grains, no sugars at all. Sugar feeds cancer. So if we're going to defeat cancer naturally, and I've helped lots of people all over the world do that, we've got to take the sugar out. We want to load up with good fats, certain supplements like vitamin D, like we talked about with bone health, probiotics to help the gut, critical B vitamins like B6, B12, and and folic acid or B9, very, very critical. And you know, you can find tons more information on a cancer-killing nutrition plan, bone health, and everything else right on my website, drjockers.com. So be sure to go there, drjockers.com. Sign up for our newsletter, make yourself at home. Tons of health topics, recipes, everything right there at your fingertips to take control of your health. And we'll see you back next week right here on Supercharge Your Health.